0: The yeshiva.net. If you have the Kuntris, we're up to page Tesvav. In this Kuntris, if you're looking at the source sheets on the yeshiva.net, it's page eight. The last paragraph on page eight. That's on the source sheets on the website on the yeshiva.net. But here in the Kuntris, in this Kuntris, it's page Tesvav, the last paragraph. V'zehu I do want to thank my friend Rip Shimshin and Rifki Vershansky for sponsoring this series. Um, all of the Basi this year and previous years in loving memory of uh, his grandparents, Rabbi Yosef Hirsch Bernab Leib and Yehudas Basrib Abba. That's Rabbi Yosef Hirsch and Yehudas Vershansky, and also Reb and Reb Baruch and Sima Basra That's Reb Leib and Sima Goldstein. Even behind the Iron Curtain, they lived a life of unwavering dedication to their families and their faith and hoped for a better tomorrow, and now their grandchildren continue their legacy to transform darkness into light. So thank you very much. Okay. So let's uh, let's summarize the point we started to learn over the last few shiurim. The whole discussion about the Ramak, the Rizal, the Balshemtiv, the Al-Terebbe, all began by explaining, trying to explain the concept of Tzva'ez, the name of Hashem called Tzva'ez, which L'Halacha is one of the seven names that we're not allowed to erase. There's an argument about it in Gemara if Svoys is considered one of those names, is But the Halacha is in the Rambam Paskins that Svoys is one of the seven names that uh, inaladei race. Good morning, Rabbi Aaron. Make yourself comfortable. A coffee, a cup of water. We just we just began. Okay. As we recall, in Toda. You don't have the name tzva'is Hashem, that name, it's the only name that doesn't exist in Taina, No in ha-mesh Taina. The Jews are called Tziv ois Hashem. We're called the legions, the army, the troops. This week's parashav, Ha-yi ba'etzim yatsu, o'is <laughs> Hashem. Tziv Hashem. But uh, Hashem is not called tzva'is You have all the other names. We just had Shindal Yud. You have, of course, Kale and Alekim and... Of course, and of course, Alev Dalad Non Yod. You have the name Eya, et etc. The name Tzvayas, the first one is Chana. The first one to call Hashem Tzvayas, the Gemara says in Brachas, is Chana, the mother of Shmuel, when she prays for a child. Yeah, yeah. And Hashem responds to her, the Medrash of Hashem responds to her, you're the first one to call me Tzvayas, and your son... Is going to begin his prophecy with, the, with this name, Tzvais. When, when Shmuel tells Shaul to go take care of Amalek, he says, Koy Amr Hashem Tzvais. Hashem is called Tzvais. But in the whole title, the name Tzvais doesn't exist. And that's why the Staka of an opinion that Tzvais is not one of the Zion Shamas that you don't erase. Lahalacher Tzvais is. Shribi Yosef Gikitilia and Shari says, that the names represent different spheres, and Tzvayas is Netzach and Haid, the attributes of Netzach, the characteristic of Netzach and Haid. This was all, all mentioned earlier. Yeah. To understand what this means, what are the names, and what does Tzvayas represent? He introduced the Medrash, good morning, Medrash and Parshas Schmeis. Moshe asks Hashem, what's your name? So Hashem says, you want to know my name? Shmiyatarei l'adas." L'fi masayani nikra. My name changes according to my actions. When I'm fighting, when I'm combating wickedness, I'm called voice. I have that name. When I'm judging, I'm called Elikim, Compassion, I'm called yud Vovke. You want to know my name? Depends on the actions. So at the surface, it would seem that he's saying, I am nameless. If you want the I nameless. We could talk about different actions that I do. But the Rebbe says, when you look at the lashon of the Men, he says, Lafi masai ani nekra. Based on the actions, I am called. In other words, the action, so to speak, defines the I. The I assumes that name. It's not just an external thing. It happens to be an action. Ani nekra. Which is a paradox. Which is, of course, a paradox. Because ani is the innate I- which is immutable, unchangeable. Masai, by definition, goes through many changes. As the Medrish says, that's why there's different names. Nonetheless, it's called Ani. In order to explain this, he went into the long discussion, the, the profound discussion of understanding the different approaches, how they explain, the, the, the Kabbalists explain the words of Chazal in Sifri, quoted in Pardis. Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jews: "Mi gai gadol ashaloya lekim kroivu me'lov, kashem alekenu bechal karenu a love, a love aloy lemidaysof." There's no nation. Who? Where do you find a nation that's that his God is so close to him, to the nation like our God? Whenever we call out to him, it says a love aloy Make sure you speak to him, not to his midas. Make sure you speak to him, not to his midas. So, even though when you're in, there's all the different types of names that we mention, and especially in Kabbalah, there's all the kavanas of different names, but even without Kabbalah, just you mention, Hate <inaudible> Elochai, Aznechau, Shma, Adna, Shma, etc. Sometimes, like in Tehillim, you'll have Hashem kim Tzvois, Hashivenu. So, you'll have Hashem, kim and Tzvois all together. Hashivenu, restore us back, bring us back. You have to go to a love. You're speaking to a love, you're speaking to him. Yeah. Yeah. So, very briefly, he discussed the different approaches. The approach of the Ramak, Rabbi Nomay Cordovero, in the Paradise reminder, And his approach is that a love is referring to the air. In other words, even though there are Kalim, right, there are the vessels, there are the containers that structure the infinite light, Chesed, Gvorit, Epharis, Netzel, Ched, Malchus, yeah. It would be like prisms through which the sun shines. It would be like vessels of different colors that affect the water, apparently, from our perspective. But the water itself is colorless. What's the color of water? It's colorless. God is colorless. Don't confuse him with midday. The air is pashat. The kalim, that's where the, you know, there's the diversity and the structures and the containers. Yeah. So then what are the seven names? What are the seven names? In fact, Arizal Taka teaches that the Oyer in all the Kalim, is one. It's Yud Kevavke. It's The Oyer in all the Kalim, is always Yud Kevavke. The The difference of names, seven names, which represent the seven midas, Chesed, Gvura, Teferis, like Kelis, Chesed, Alekim is Gvura, Yud Kei is Teferis, Netzach and is Yisoid is Shindalad Yud, Alev Daladun Yud is Malchus, Eya is Keser, Alekaz Bina. We went through them. Yeah. But those are the kalim. So the or- right, the air is yud kei Vavke. The is what's called pshitis, undefined, pure infinity. So then, what do you what do you speak about the names? so. It's always yud A love, loyel So So introduced to what the balshamtiv taught. The Balshamtov taught, yet a deeper layer of reality. And the Balshamtov taught that a love, loyel is not the air that infuses the keli. The air of the keli itself. In other words. The ability to contain infinity comes from infinity itself. The, the infinite, Ayur Hashem includes the capacity for finiteness, for Kayach Just like it includes the capacity for infinity, Kayach it includes the capacity for finiteness, which is Kayach It's known in Kabbalah as the Kav and the Rishimu, which we explained at length, which essentially are all one. They're not different, they're all one. But the tsimtsum, the concealment of infinity, creates that perceived duality, that the rishimu is that kayach of infinity which allows otherness, because it's the capacity for finiteness, the capacity for limitation. And kav is the capacity for infinity which excludes everything else. E'naid because it's bligvul, it's infinity. The ayir of the kav infuses the kelim, but the ayir of the keli itself it's like the guf has its own light besides the soul. That's why it exists even after the soul departs. That's the ur. That's, that's the love a love midaysev is not the ur that infuses the keli as the ur that invigorates the keli. It's the ur of the keli itself. The quality of the keli itself, which is gvul, comes from the einsov itself. That's guf a Yes, it's the way the einsov is concealed. It's the way the einsov is finite. It's the way the einsov expresses itself through not expressing itself. That's also an expression. <laughs> Why is that not an ex- In a way, it's even a deeper expression. Because it's not affected by any concealment. <laughs> it completely can live in concealment. It's not affected by the symptom at all. So in a way, it's far deeper. That's called kaya Harishimo. That's the, that's the out of the keli itself. So I love it. Yeah, you speak to the shemus When you speak, don't get caught up in the structure itself. A love is the Koyach HaGvul, the Koyach HaEin Soif in the keli, In other words, the way the Gvul is an expression of the Ein Soif itself, Hashem himself, a love. So he was Megala, the Sherish hakelim. The Moshemtev focused much on the Sherish hakelim, the Sherish HaGvul, which is translated. Practically speaking, in his whole approach to the body, and his whole approach to the world, and his whole approach to physicality, and his whole approach to challenge and to struggle and to adversity and to limitations of life and even darkness of life, which is all part of Kalim. It's all where the light gets eclipsed and gets limited and gets structured and ultimately allows for the whole Gash Musical world. That was the great revolution of Chassidus of the Balshamtiv. Yeah, this is this was this was the Nakud. All a love The Ramak speaks Ayir. Kabbalah looks for Hafshatah, it looks to, 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 to is the light of transcendence, the light of infinity, the light of spirituality. The Baal Shem focused on the light of the physicality, the light of the Gashmi, which is rooted in Caleb, which is rooted in Rishimu, which is rooted in the Kaya Chagvul of Ein Saif himself which is ultimately Hashem's essence, where the infinity and finiteness are are all rooted in that. came the Alter Rebbe, and he said, means simple pshat is him himself, (laughs) not Ere, not Kele. He says, He's not arguing, God forbid, with his Rebbe, the Balshem whom he used to call the Zayde. Rather, He's explaining the etzim, the, the core of what the Baal Shemtev is saying, and even the etzim of what the Ramak is saying. And that is that ultimately, and in order to, in order to explain this, he brought in the third Rebbe, the Magid, the Magid of Mizrich. That was before getting to the Alter Rebbe, after the Baal Shemtev. The first two, two weeks ago we spoke about the Ramak and the Baal Shemtev. And then before going to the Alter Rebbe, he goes into the Magid's Torah. And he brings together two teachings of the Magad, credible teachings. Why is it that the Gemara says that we will not mention Yud Kei Vofke the way we write it? Besides, in the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash, yeah, you could articulate Yud Kei Vofke. The way we do it is Alev Dalad Nun Yud. Now the name is not one. There is a duality in the name. There's the way it's written and the way it's pronounced. Besides, in the Beis HaMikdash, and Yem with the Koin Gadol would pronounce it to everybody. Like we say in the Avod, then everybody would kneel and prostrate themselves and say, Baro Hashem K'ed L'Ambad. You want me to continue? <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll do Kairam. <laughs> that name can't be pronounced. But the other, the other names we pronounce, Tzva Yud, we pronounce everything. That name, even when we read it in Kriya Satur, we'll never pronounce it. Well, the name? we have the, and the go that But we'll, we'll, we won't, won't pronounce Havaya. We'll only pronounce Adna. Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yud. Like yesterday's parsha, Ve'era. Ve'era lavram, Elitzek, Bal Yaakov, Shin, Dalad, Yud, Ushmi. Nobody, the Yavankara doesn't say Yud, the cave off, okay? He says Ushmi. Da, Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yud. Lo'ynei da'yti That's the way. The way it's written and the way it's pronounced is never identical until Mashiach. That's what the Gemara says in Psachim Dafnon. So the Magad explains the explanation because writing it and pronouncing it is two separate worlds. Pronouncing it is articulating it, expressing it, manifesting it. Shem Havaya represents the source of everything, including the source of the creator as a creator, the source of Hashem Yachal, the source of everything in Hashem himself, transcending even his role as a creator, and that's not manifested in creation. That's the ineffable, undefined essence. What is manifested? Dalad Nun Because creation happened because He wanted a relationship. Ein Melech veEin Adin There's no king without a subjects. There's no master without servants. There's no there's no husband without a wife. There's no wife without a husband, if you will. So therefore, Adna is what, so to speak. Uh, allows divinity or empower, uh, uh, motivates, if you could say, triggers, inspires, creates this desire. Hashem has a desire, kivayachal to become the creator, a source for creation. So that's what we could pronounce. That's what we can. That's what we can articulate, so to speak. That's what we could perceive. Now, in that itself, there's endless categories. There's Alev Dalad Nun Yud, there's there's Shindalad Yud. But it's all, it's all the way God articulates Himself already and compresses Himself in a way that can be relatable to a universe. Now, the Hashem should define His infinity as a source, as an engine for creation, as the DNA of existence. Now, of course, which part of existence? Oh, there's endless levels. Everyone is typhus. This is what a mosquito is typhus. This is what uh, a hyena is typhus. Yeah? This, so, 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 what are we not pronouncing? We're not pronouncing Yudkei Vavke. Or to put it this way, when we pronounce Yudkei Vavke, it goes through a change. That's the idea. This is back to your question last week. We're trying to pronounce Yudkei Vavke, but you have to know and be humble. When you're saying over what, it's a telephone, when you're saying it over, it's already not that. <laughs> and not because you're doing something wrong. <laughs> it's not because you're doing something wrong. It's because you're saying it over. <laughs> Curiosity. Okay. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The articulation of it is already not that. It's just that humility, that appreciation. It's the articulation of Hashem as a boyre. Now, if he didn't want to create the world, so there would be no need to articulate because there would be no need for experiencing God. There would be no zulus, nobody outside to experience. Because he wanted a relationship. So if you want a relationship, you have to go through a tzim. That's what zimzim is. What tzim tzim, tzim tzim is, right? If you're going to remain in your pure infinity, that's fine. But there's no relationship. Back to the muscle of marriage that we spoke about in sheer number two, right? With the whole concept of the ring, and this is even in our own in our own experiences. The only way I can have a relationship with somebody else is if I create space for their experiences, for their reality. And that's sometimes hard for people, for their subjective reality. We allow to think the name, pronounce it in our minds without... Writing. Yeah, but the point is, it's not, a, it's not, gonna, it, it's not allowed or not allowed. It's, it's, it's the humility of understanding the limits of how much I'm accessing you. And it's even in interpersonal relationships. That's what we spoke about, right? What I know of you is what I know of you. <laughs> Right? Even what I know of me is only what I know of me. (laughs) It's a contradiction in terms. That's the idea. What I know of you is what I know of you. And that humility is very valuable. I don't think I have you, I contain you, I control you. Even with me. It allows you to grow. It allows you to be curious. It allows you to be inquisitive. They say one of the worst things that kills relationships is that you think you know your wife. Well, you know your husband. The moment you really feel that, game is over. Good relationships, you're always curious. There's always a mystery. You're always inquisitive. And it's not because you're in la-la land. It's actually because you're you're living in an authentic world. Because you can never really understand. Exactly. (laughs) When, when Hashem um, spoke to Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and said, "By my name, um, okay, I didn't did, did Hashem say. His, his... So Hashem took said, loy lahem." Rashi says, lahem say, Yeah, that the way are? you pronounce it is very different than the way it's written. We don't even know how to pronounce it. Is it, it could be forty two letters seventy two letters it's very uh we're not pronouncing that which is written, and that's what the maggot says. It says in Pikayavas, if you want your name to be great, you lose your name, Vachme. so his extraordinary interpretation is I'm not just talking about a narcissistic mishuguna. Uh, who needs to be known in the whole world and ultimately loses everything. <laughs> you know that character? You need everybody to know you and you end up being a shmata. Tragedy. Negachma vachma. He says, like everything, it starts off in very subtle spiritual ways. Negachma vachma. Because Hashem wanted his name, Adna. To pervade reality, he had to lose his name, Yudke Vavke. And that's Tzimtzum, Shmei. Tzimtzum is Avad, it's law, it's a loss. It's a real void. It's the void of the infinite, at least in a perceived way, in order to allow for Adna to take place. In other words, to allow for you to exist, to allow for a relationship with you. And that means I have to create space for you. And this is the basis of a relationship. Hashem wanted a relationship. He wanted us so to speak, be married. <laughs> the perfect bachelor may have everything. <laughs> you just can't be married to yourself. At least not according to the present laws. So Hashem has to be curious about us. Yeah. So you want to know how Hashem is curious about us? So the Magad once said that... Uh, it says Hashem does all the mitzvahs, all the mitzvahs. The Gemara says in Brachas Hashem puts on tefillin and wants to know what it says in his tefillin, right? Meicham yeah. chikisar geeched ba'aretz. once said, he was speaking to Hashem and he said, I'm afraid that you're tefillin apostle. <laughs> you know, he would speak to God uh, like you speak to, to a spouse you love, like a best friend. So he said, I'm afraid you're tefillin apostle. Because the Gemara says, what does it say in Hashem's tefillin? Our tefillin says, Shema Yisrael HaShem Malakein HaShem What does it say in Hashem's tefillin? Mi Amcha ki Yisrael GaYachet Who is like your nation Israel? He says, and I'm looking now and I see that your nation Israel is on the ground. They're in the mud. So he says, that means your tefillin is in the mud. I'm afraid your tefillin I'm puzzled. Why don't you pick them up? A Jew sees tefillin on the ground. What do you do? You run, you pick it up, you kiss it and you take care of it. So how does Hashem do the mitzvah of Avas Hashem? Ha, Avas that's how he does Avas Hashem. So the magid says, uh, the Rebbe once said, how does Hashem do the mitzvah of Messir Nafesh? So it says, by Yasita, by Yisaita, he says, erase my name. Sheh Ma'maforosh, erase my name to make peace between a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. Erasing Hashem's name is not a small thing. It's actually erasing his, his revelation, his kedusha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and really, tzimtzum it begins with tzimtzum. Last bin Ishli Ishtai is for there to be a relation between a husband and a wife. Where is that, that? What's that mushrashin? that's rooted in the tzimtzum? That is the tzimtzum. Negatshma Vachma. But then the Magad, the Magad asks, how does he do the mitzvah of Yiras Fear. What is he afraid of? So it says the Gemara says, Everything is in the hands of heaven besides Yurishamayim. So Kavayachel, he's afraid, what's going to be your next move? Because everything is in the hands of heaven besides Yurishemayim. So that's what it is, the inquisitiveness. What's going to be your next move? So the maggot says, Avachma. For there to be Adna, Yutke had to, so to speak, go into hiding or we'll be eclipsed. Avachma. Because if Yud Kivovke is completely manifest, so there's pure undefined infinity, and then if there's a world, there's no separateness. We're just an aspect of infinity. There's no other, there's no otherness. There's no relationship. So relationships is at the core of all of existence. I want your heart, Rachmanalibaboy. Now, now, uh, so the Magids is braniyim Kipper. Yom Kippur was the His Gabros Rukhni. Yim Yom Kippur, the spiritual prevails. So Yom Kippur, you can hear Yud Kevofke. Asks the Rebbe one second that Tzimtzum was necessary not only to create Gashmi, even to create Ruchni. So, how does that help? So, he gives us a new depth in the Torah of the Magad, where the Magad meant something else. The Chidish of Yom Kippur is not that it's spiritual more than physical. It's that you go into a spiritual, metaphysical state, but you remain in the physical. The khan gadol actually had to be married. If he wasn't married, he couldn't do that further. Not only was he a physical person, he had to be completely with two, you know, what marriage does, right? When are you coming home? So if he's in Kedush and he gets a WhatsApp, when are you coming home? <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, the khan wife didn't have WhatsApp, and Yim you not allowed to use WhatsApp. But you get the point. The point is, he couldn't fly away to Kedosh HaKadosh. But that's a good one, right? In Kedosh when are you coming home? And he's like, I'm in the Holy of Holies. When are you coming home? And the halach is that he has to go home. That's what we discussed. The halach is he has to go home. What's the point? That's the vart of the market. Yom Kippur represents paradox. And the paradox coming together, both in terms of time and space and souls, as he explained in the Maim. That's what the maggot is saying. That's when Shem HaVayek could come out. Because... Till now, we focused on the power of infinity and the power of finiteness. But each one ultimately captures the truth of Hashem, but not the ultimate truth. The ultimate truth transcends any definition, including the definition of infinity, including the definition of finiteness. So both of them can be fused together. So infinity is true, and finiteness is true. But if I remain stuck in one of them, I didn't touch the etzim. I touched an aspect of God, no question. But where do you touch etzim Mamish In the tension, and therefore in the fusion of both of them. That's where you're going to meet etzim. You're going to meet etzim in the space between fineness and infinity. In other words, if you run into infinity, it's gewaldik. <laughs> it's pleasurable, it's true, it's infinite, it's infinite. But it's not etzim. Because the etzim also says So now you're going to The valdik, It's really ain't sa'if. It's, it's the whole truth. is even deeper. There was no tzimtzum. But again, it's not the etzim. So so where, yeah, where is the etzim? The etzim is in the constant fusion between the two. From b'li gvul, I'm pushed into g'vul. And from g'vul, I'm pushed into b'li gvul. And ultimately, I can make peace with both of them. I live in the space between them, which is the space that transcends them, which is the space that fuses them and integrates them, which is the space of paradox. And we call it nim, nimna Nimnoyus. Nimna Nimnoyus, we don't say about air, we don't say about kelim, we say about atzmos. This is the Maggid's teaching, the way the Rebbe understands it. This is his introduction to the Alter Rebbe, I love lobeda, After this, so you see how it goes, the There are Ramak, the Arizal, the Balshamtiv. The of the Magid, who was after the Baal Shem, to, to explain now, leaning up to the Altar Rebbe, what's a love? A love is Atmos. So is that a stir with the Baal Shem? No, it's not a stir. In fact, what allows for Ihu to become one with Garmayi, for the essence of Hashem Aintzev to become one with Kalim? That's ultimately Atzmos. He says, Mitzay Shabbos what allows even Hashem Himself to become one with Ur, the Ramak, that's also Atzmos. And that's the love element of them. and that's felt in them of a Jew who speaks to Hashem directly, intimately, He doesn't know all the Hasbans. Hash, Hashem at his core. This is a He wrote a comment in the comments. He said, so "What happened when Moisha struck the Egyptian?" It says, "How did he kill the Egyptian? He said, "What happened there? How, how could Moisha pronounce the shema fires there?" when he struck the Egyptian, Vayachas HaMitzvah, he says he did with the Shem of Mepheirish. So he writes to me, Chavdal a week and a half ago. So I did a fabrengin. So I told a story that Yutas Kislev Tovkov Samachtes, the Altar-Rebbe asked his children, what's the difference between a maskil and an oivid in Atzillas? And he said that a maskil in Atzillus appreciates the value of a tzitzah, and an oivid in Atzillas appreciates the geshmak in Teuvet the Geshmak to do a favor to another Jew. So, because Moshe Nabenu here was saving another Jew. So, this can warrant the Shema Maferesh. This can warrant the Shema can, can We spoke at length, and you read the deepest place and Natsila, as Al rebbe was teaching, the Geshmak is Sataiva Tama al Aldarech Kippur, with the Kohen Gadol, has to be connected. I'll call upon him. So this is the this is, uh, Nekudah. And he concluded, he said, Kabbalah, the big focus was Oyer, Gilui, transcendence, revelation, tuning into infinite energy. The Balshemtiv's great focus was on mm-hmm. the Sheyush <laughs> HaKelim, elevating the whole world. Emune, Bitochen, hashkacha Protes, <laughs> enoid Mulvada. Kirvus alakim, the intimacy of a Jew with Hashem in every situation, and even in the most material and physical space, and you could serve Hashem through everything and everybody, and in every situation. The Boshemtiv's tired. This is, you know. The Boshemtiv teaches even a machshavah zara. Right? He'll say when you have you're in davening, and you have this, this crazy thought that comes into you, he says, whoa, well, don't get scared. It's God speaking to you." If you'll notice, he says says it's even if a person starts experiencing a crush to somebody of the opposite gender, and it's overwhelming them. Yeah, He says, no, it's God wants to love you, but you're not capable of that language. So the language condensed itself into a situation of love that's promiscuous and ugly, but really the nitzitz of it. Is 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 your dvaikas. So elevate the zara, take it back to its source, and that's why it fell into you. Now, what what is he doing here? He's taking he's taking a very promiscuous situation <laughs> and saying, no, no, it's all Rishimu, it's all it's all the ain't safe. I'm just giving a classic example how the mashamtiv does this. And you have another hundreds of thousands, every tide of his in one way or another. You take the Alter Rebbe and Tanya, he quotes this teaching. And he says, If you're in the middle of davening and a machsavah comes into you, don't be a fool to start elevating it, because for this you have to be in a very, very pure place. And if you're not, if you're going to pursue it, you're going to end up in the abyss. <laughs> he wasn't arguing with it. He was saying, you got to know who you are. He says, he, he, his expression is, if you're not ready for it, how are you going to lift up the Machshavah zara when you yourself, yeah, how can I lift you up? If I myself, I can lift you up from the abyss, Right, the lifeguard. One of the, the most dangerous things about the lifeguard is if he doesn't know what he's doing, what's going to happen? He's going to jump in, and the person he's trying to save will slap him in so two people will drown. If you're going down, you have to make sure you can pick up the Machshavah zara. If you yourself are confused, what is that a classic example of? Sometimes you could speak Alt is Hashem, and everything is a lakos. But in Pneumius, you remain in a concealed space. That's what we spoke about. Because kalem itself is halem. Yeah. So Al-Tarebbe did two things. First of all, he brought it even more into kalem. It should be in a Pneumius, Chachma bin Adas, to really be able to understand and appreciate. And that the gilu should infuse the halem. The revelation should infuse the concealment. So it could be like it's the truth that this mashah is... Hashem, it's just that yeah, it's not gonna matter to you if it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth, but sometimes you can end up in the abyss with the truth. In other words, there's there's knowing the truth. You have to you have to know the truth, you have to know the truth, you have to know who you are, Aqbi who you're one. But then there's actually the path, how to serve Hashem day to day and make it real and make it internalized. Sometimes there are powerful truths they're very electrifying they get me inspired they get me uplifted but the bottom line is the next damn in the dumps so it's very powerful you know the amuna, the energy the this but sometimes if it's not if it doesn't permeate you in a you don't get it it doesn't take your personality your 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 containers your containers taking a dick away so your animal soul is not changed for your animal soul to change you have to really internalize things and relate them to your experiences, your struggles. You can't, you can't just fly away. <clears throat> on the other hand, al Rebbe, you see, very much also focuses on Ayir, er, the Chibor of Eir and Kele. For example, and of course, this is not the, the truth, but it's helping the Balshemtiv. People can accuse. Of course, it's it's, it's 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 one of the great lies that he wasn't so into learning. <laughs> Because the Baal Shem glorified the Pasha And he glorified the Jew who connects to Hashem through a kapitel tillim, or through doing a favor to another person. And the Emesis, because the Baal Shem was Megale, Lakus, and everything. Yeah. The Al you can't accuse of that. Because <laughs> he doesn't stop talking about learning and the Shulchan Aruch and everything. And he was known for that. He was called the Litvak. But what's the nekodah? He wasn't saying something new. He was Megale, the Pinamis of the Baal Shem the pnimiyus is that Oyer and Keli really must be fused. And that's the Karech the Teir is Gilui, gashmiyus is Halem, is er, gashmiyus is Kelim. It's ultimately that synthesis. I mentioned that Dr. the Baal says that the symptom of Khurban Beis is that you think that Hashem only exists in Dalar amas Shal Halacha. He really exists in the whole world. Right? Dr. Eben Tanya explains the synthesis. Of course Hashem exists in the whole world, but the only way you could reveal it is through Dalai Ramah through Torah. So here's a classic example of the khibr of Oyer and Keli, which always comes from the Etsam. And therefore the B'li is with all its power, and the Gvul is with all its power, because Etsam doesn't have to escape from either. On the contrary, if there's a tension between the two, it means you're already getting close to a deeper truth. So from Atsilis, the Geshmak will be to do a favour to a person, in Atzilis. And Atzilis is uh anyway. This is the this is some of the Nakudis we touched upon. You always want to know Lamaisa what it means, yeah? <coughs> well, it's full of Lamaisa, I think, every step of the way. And ultimately, we're not talking about, so we're talking about three streams of consciousness, but like everything, it's elu v'elu. it's all elakos. When we talk about kos it's all one. <laughs> when we talk about these different streams, it's not like there's real, it's like three, you know, it's machloikas. it's not a machloikas. Even in Torah, we say, even in nigla elu v'eladivre kim chayim. The Rebbe once said in a secha, elu v'eladivre lakim chayim doesn't only mean there's a truth in every position. It means that ultimately they're saying the same thing. What do you They're saying opposites. <laughs> the way to articulate the essence is by saying opposite things. You hear? They're really, if you go to the etzem it becomes one. Like, huh? like, 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 yeah. Like all machloikas in the world come from that, from that machloikas. Uh, infinite or finite, it could be infinite. There's many different things yeah. they're all in the source. In the source they're all one. In the source, they're all one. So paradoxes become it's a paradox when you live in the perception of paradox. When you go to the place of etzim, then so here also we speak the three streams. Yeah, that's the word. The Baltever was trying to be Megalo the Eitzim of the Ramak, and the Eitzim of the Shemtov, not imposing a new thing. It's just a way of seeing it all in the context of etzim. And when you see it all in the context of etzim, then a love is the ur, er, a love is the kalim, the shersha kalim. But really, what is it? A love is the etzim. Or to put it in different words, when I study ur, er, I could study ur er from ur's perspective or study earth from etzim's perspective. When I study kalim, I could study kalim from kalim's perspective or I could study kalim from etzim's perspective. The Rebbe is saying, when you study the ramak and the balshem don't study it from Kalim and Ur's perspective. Study it when you're studying Kalim, when you're studying Ur, er, you're experiencing you' experience it from Atmos's perspective. It's the same experience. It's Kalim, it's Ur. Er, experience from Atmos' perspective. And there the Kalim won't be a steward to Ur, er, and there er won't be a steward to Kalim. If we could do that, we could probably lift up the rachshavah also. Huh? If we could do that, then we could probably lift up the rachshavah also. Right, but... but yeah yeah, but, but if the person is really in a limited space now, yeah, just talking about it and just experiencing it, if I'm in a limited space now, to deny that, if I'm, being, if I'm in the middle of davening or, and I'm being overtaken by a lot of disastrous or ugly or promiscuous or immoral or depressing thoughts, so I have to... Be honest with my experience right now. What is my experience right now? And what's the best way to deal with it? And that's where the Alter Rebbe was a very, he was a great disciplinarian in this. He was like, do not fool yourself, do not delude yourself. So the suggestion in what is too. He says, you just have to divert your mind from it. You have to say, not now, I'm busy, <laughs> and it's going to come back. He says, but you always have a control of where your thoughts are going to go. And he gives an example of an arm wrestle. He says, when two people, or rest- wrestlers actually, he says, when two people are wrestling, you see it with arm wrestles, and let's say I'm about to defeat you, right before I defeat you, you know, you get this adrenaline, because you, you, maybe you'll win. You see it also in the jungles with, the, with predators and the prey, you know. Sometimes that last moment, the, lion, the lioness and the, the rhinoceros or the buffalo, <laughs> and one of them is already, you know, you could say Kaddish, but there's this last surge. Maybe I'll win. So the Alter says that sometimes the Machshavah zaris are actually, it's a compliment. It means that you're doing well. The Nefesh Bahamas doesn't like what you're doing, so it's, uh, it's, it's coming back stark. That's why in the holiest moments you'll sometimes have this. So he says, what's your Eitzah? The Eitzah is not to start questioning yourself and doubting yourself and saying your davening is a lie. The Yitzhah is intensifying your davening by calmly and serenely telling the Makshava Zara, it's really not for now, I know I have things to deal with, and we'll work on it in the right time. Because right now, to go and find the pnimius of it, to psychoanalyze the Makshava Zara and find the godliness in it, which there is, there is godliness there. If you go to the depth, 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 you're looking for God, you're not looking for the, for this for this junk but but I'm not in that position right now, and if I go there, the outer shell will grab me and I can end up uh, being in the wrong place. you know when you're in, when you're in an, when you're in a crazy crush, you're having a crazy crush or you're in a very intense craving, right? Even deep spiritual ideas may not talk to you at the moment at the moment you just have to escape the arena you're just not capable of, of of that element that's 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 the focus on, on very practically internalizing the truth you're not living in a world of spiritual spiritual uh, delusions what often happens with with spiritual disciplines and you see it also among hasidim sometimes there's so much inspirational material but it's you, i could become inauthentic says. It, it glorifies who I am, and it's true, and I become inauthentic about my own, my own conflicts, my own, my own immorality, my own demons, my own trauma, my own scars, my own wounds, and it's because I'm craving to be absorbed in the oneness. I don't have a path to help me take my hand and slowly work, walk through the darkness and find my light from within the darkness, and ultimately transform the darkness. And you see it in the Alter my Maamarim. This was his the way he understood, the way he explained. Everything is with Halbasha, with, with a Pneumius. It has to be very real. So that's all. This focus of the fusion of Oyre of, of, of and Keli, of Gile and Halam. What does it really mean by inauthentic? I mean um, that someone might have a hacking in some way and they're not recognizing it? Uh, uh, a, um, a fault or a bad meter or something and they're not recognizing it? Yeah. It's called in Yiddish Narendzich. You know, I could deceive myself. I'm catching angels. You know, I could mention Kedusha, Atzillus, uh, you know, Echap malachim. I can close my eyes and, you know... <laughs> And scream and jump, which is which is sometimes amazing, oh. right? But not dealing with certain issues. Ain kiddush elohamakam suddah. Ain like we always speak. I can't be in shul and say nagedishuk and close my eyes and jump and scream. but then when it comes to the meal, I'm like a beast. Ain kiddush eloh. I go to business. I'm a shark, or I come home and I'm you know I completely lose it. I become a cynical person or an angry person. Mm-hmm. The Kiddush has to be in the place of the Suda. On a Pneum Yizdika level, it means the Kedusha has to inform the Suda. But the Baal is the foundation. The Baal foundation is you always belong. You're never disconnected. That's the beginning. You have to know who you are. You have to know who you are. There's always hope. That's, that's, that, that's the beginning. That's the beginning. But that could be if that can be superficial. It's it's okay, so what do I do with that? So what do I do tomorrow, you know? Do I start smoking pot and I start quoting the Tov? It's not uh it's not it Doesn't change your life. It didn't really permeate you. In other words, you were Megala the sherish of Caleb, <laughs> but it remains you remain in a concealed place. You need the gil, you need the light. On the other hand, the light can take you into a place of transcendence. What about you? What about the world? What about the physicality? The fusion of those two. This was very much the derech of the Balatanya, constantly in his whole in his whole derech haChaim and his whole shit. It's also in Torah, nigla and pnimius. Everything is nigla and chsedus. Everything together. In many ways, right? Nigla is very concrete, gvul, and Pnimi is bligvul. Kabbalah is bligvul, and that fusion constantly always looking to unite everything everything ultimately must be united but not uniting it by running away from one by working by by being me, of the primus of everything i mean this this uh, th- you know you could speak on this this is th- this is this is a real thing this is real stuff this is something that really you could sit for a few weeks see how the ramak studies the world how the bantam studies the world how the altereb studies the world this is really three streams of consciousness in Judaism that he's revealing here to us. As I said, it's very rare that a mimer should express itself this way, like, put it in... Be, you have to, these things you usually have to figure out on your own. It's part of the Teresh HaBal Pev. that the Rabbim didn't speak about often. Like, you'll never have the Alter Rebbe who would say, the Arizal said this, and the Moshev said this, and the Maggit said this, and I'm saying this. Those, those expressions is like very, very... Precious, they're like precious gems that came out in Teresha Baal from here, from there. It's like, the Rebbe should express it. I'm just telling you, it's a very, very rare expression in a mime. You have in very few places. This is one of them. And it's interesting. It's so Shabbos, when it's on tape, the Rebbe didn't say this. He said over the maimer with a lot of different things. This piece was only Friday night on Shabbos. The Ramak, the, he said over the three titles, the three approaches, but the way he phrases it here, this is Kabbalah, this is Chassidus HaKlalas, and this is Chassidus Chabad. It was only in the Friday night. So Shabbos maimer he says the title in a way he elaborates more, but this this just, this just line is only in the Friday night maimer Obviously there's no recording of that. So Vizel, after all of this, it's clear Nechemia. Now you got it? it. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Now what does this mean, Lamaisa? The Banner wants to know what it means, Lamaisa. What do you walk away with from this? Huh? It gives gives us... Live with Hashem. Try to live with Hashem. Try to live with a a God-consciousness. Yeah, much it's it's what it means to really live with Hashem and real dvekas, real real intimacy, real dvekas. It means I don't have to, out the huh? You can't get stuck, can't get stuck anywhere, yeah. and you don't have to amputate any part of yourself—not Oed and not keli, yeah. not helim and not gilui. You understand? You don't have to be afraid of darkness, mm-hmm. and you don't have to run away to the light. You don't have to stay only in the light and you don't get stuck in darkness. It's that Vekus that ultimately allows for the ultimate holistic unity of everything. The ultimate Anoid Malvadi, the ultimate achtos Hashem. That it's experienced not only in heaven and not only on earth, but in the fusion of heaven and earth. There's a story I once told that. Uh, the Magid had a student. His name was Reb Chaikol of Amdur. Amdur. Amdur is a city in Ukraine. A-M-D-U-R. I don't know how they pronounce it over there in the Ukrainian, but Reb Chaikol of Amdur, he was a very holy man, and he had a student. And the Balatanya had a student, and they, would, they lived in the same town, and they daven near each other in Shul. They daven close to each other. So the Balatanya, I heard this from Rabbi El Khan many years ago, <laughs> when I was a yeshiva book, he said that the student of the Alter Rebbe came to the Alter Rebbe and he started to complain he said something very deep he said I look at my student he comes into davening and he's on fire puts on his talas and he's saying the davening loud he's on fire he said se brent. because the approach by the is they were on fire and their Talmudim they were very close to these tz- the tzaddikim and, and, and it rubbed off on them, you know, just that, that fire of a muna, the muna pshut the that they had. You know, you watched a Bar Baditchever or Chayz of Leblin or a or Kajnat right? Or the Altar, or a of Amdur. It was just this fire that the Baal Shem Tev brought into the world. It was Megalod in a Shama of Ayid that exists in every person, in every situation. That's why it was so it was so successful, right? People still wonder how it happened that in fifty, sixty years, the Boshemtov and his students, a few million Jews, were affected. There was a revolution that, in Jewish history, it's unique. That's why that's why the Vilna Gaon and others were afraid. It was like it was too it was too good to be true. Like, you know, usually the Sahara makes revolutions successful. Like, how is this happening? It, well, that was part of the concern. Uh, Shabzizvi converted to Islam in 1676, 16, uh, 16, uh, I think. 1666. And when was this? When was the Baal, Shem-Tiv? Baal Shem-Tiv was born in 1698. So it's just a few oh, decades, right. and the trauma was very, very real. And most morning, Shapsi converted, so he became obsolete. But he had students, Yaakov Frank and his students, who continued his legacy in the times of the Baal Shem-Tiv. So there was a trauma. There was a national trauma. Oh, here we go again with mysticism and Kabbalah. Now, Chas Shalom to compare, but in people's minds, this Did was. Did his, followers convert? his followers came up with an idea that Kabbalistically, Mashiach has to go down to the lowest depths in order to elevate the spark. So he has to convert to Islam. Now, once you do that, there's no limits, you know? If Mashiach has to convert to Islam, okay, so now, you know. The, it's just half good, isn't it. no, on Judaism, so just no one. And after that, they no. withered. They kept, but it was. Yeah. Uh, it became. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, most of them converted. Yeah. Ult- ultimately, most of them converted. Yeah. yeah, but this was something that went on for the next hundred years. Mm-hmm. And Rabbi and Eipschitz confused Rabbi Yaakov. Emdin confused Rabbi and Eipschitz, One of the biggest rabbanim of Germany, in being a secret follower. It was like what happened here with McCarthy, you know, the, 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 accusing everybody of communism in the 1950s. Yeah, I <laughs> McCarthyism, know. huh? You don't remember? I, don't remember I also don't remember. <laughs> everybody is a hidden commie, right? The Rosenbergs were ex- executed in 1952 in Sing Sing prison. <laughs> Tachvetat was, was, was the, the physical trauma of death and bloodshed. What oh, okay. Chapsi Tzvi was a spiritual religious trauma, that combination. So so really, the Baal Shem Tev, there's a word by the, the, the Rebbe Hashem, he said that, uh, it comes from Prenches Karatzer, that when a child, when, when somebody you see there in a, in, a, in a faint, so one of the old is you whisper their name into their ear, and they wake up. So God saw that the Jewish people are in a spiritual comatose state, so he whispered our name into our ear. Yisrael. <laughs> Yisrael, that was the Balshamtiv. The Balshamtiv was God's whisper into the collective consciousness of Klal Yisrael. It's a beautiful, beautiful art. He was the whisper. It was God whisper. That was the Balshamtiv. Was you look at the Balshamtiv, you saw God whispering, and that's what he did. That's what he did, and he he knew this was his mission, and it, it gave a whole new chias to Klal Yisrael. Uh, they used to say again. Also, from the old, the older Rebbe said that. Uh, Hashem saw that the Jews, if you're going to wait till Mashiach, they won't survive. So he took a little piece of Mashiach and he sent it down to the world. That was the Baal Shem Tev. His Torah was the Torah of Mashiach, the Torah of oneness, the Torah of, of, of revelation. Let's stop saying Eicha, let's start seeing Shihashirim. Right? Let's stop waiting for Geula, let's find Geula in ourselves and also wait for Geula. But... Find it in I mean, all the all the, this whole concept or an, or an abstract Kabbalistic language. He was Megala that Rishimu Leinagabayat Simtzum. You see, a lot of people who grew up with learning Hasidus they read these words Rishimu Leinagabayat Simtzum. They don't know how relevant it is. Everything I just said about the Bal Shemtiv, if you want to say it, it's like the front Lahavdil when you're reading physics, yeah, and you're reading it in mathematical language, right? But if you don't know it, you look at it and you're like. This is not, not a physicist who knows how to read it. It's like, wow, this is, this is going to change science. Lahavdil, <laughs> <laughs> you read the words, <laughs> Rishimu loinaga naga tzemtzum. Okay, thank you. Another level. So if you're a good bacha, you memorize it. And if you're not, it's boring. Really, what is it saying? <laughs> it's saying that the bachemtav started to reveal the kayecha reshimo. What do you mean reveal the kayecha reshimo? He started to show that exile is a state of the mind. <laughs> That your distance from Hashem is only in your perception. That you're really infinite. The you, find out you is infinite. It's always it's Yiddishkeit. When we say, I don't mean the Hashem. emphasized it. He revealed it. He accentuated it. He spoke about it. He articulated it. It's not. Uh, it's not a new. It's not a new thing. Chas <laughs> v'shalom. Huh? He didn't, he didn't it either. No. No. He revealed. He focused it. He 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 made it made it relevant. People should be able to live with it. And in that f- complete fusion of the two, of the infinite and the finite, you have different stages. So that's what he's explaining here the Baal Tev, the Maggit's Torah, and then the Alter Ebba's Torah. And you, can, you, can, you, can, you, can, um, you could also see the difference. The Baal spoke about Caleb, the Maggot spoke about that on Yom Kippur, you can have the Gili of Havaya. What does the Alter Rebbe say? A love of all the seven names. All the seven names, you can have the gili of, 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 of a love. You see three stages. Boshanda speaks about Caleb. The Maggid speaks about Shem Havaya being revealed in Yom Kippur. What's Shem Havaya? Shem Havaya is Ur. You remember that Rizal says Havaya is Ur. So the Ur can be revealed. The Rebbe says, A love of all the seven names. Mitzad the Etzem. So the EU. The E can be revealed in the Garmai, in all the seven names. So that's because, because the, deep, the, the, the lower you go, the more etzem you need, the more nimnah nimna you need. The more paradoxical, <laughs> the more godly you have to be. If I don't want to live in paradox, then uh, I could get stuck. The more, the more paradox, the more godly, the more divine. So the Alter Rebbe says, "I love, I love, I love, I love. And all the seven names." So it's it's, it's deeper in Etsa. Already the Maggid is teaching us. But this is uh, this is a step deeper. So if so, we now come to the full circle. So now we know the paradox. You want to know my name. Look at my actions. I'm called based on my actions. What were you called based on your actions? Tagam shikolashem is embaswides. Mikolmo kemaret fila atsmahila atsmus. Shuhua mitis inyane love. Kemaimer ladasa in espalo. The presumption of Cainan quoted Charles Schubert's Revosh says, "An nim espalo dazatenek. I want to daven like a child. A love to him. Only from him comes everything to heal the sick, to bless the years. So now we ultimately can understand the paradox of Lefi Masai ani nikra. The names relate to Sviris. Sviris are characteristics. That's why it's different names. Kel, Alekim, Tzvay, Shindal, But I'm not davening to the name of Hashem. I'm davening to Hashem Himself. That's what I want to daven like a child. Pure emuna, Pure Hashem Himself without anything. I'm not talking about Hashem's greatness, Hashem's infinity, proving His absoluteness. He Himself. That's Anim Ispallad That's Tfilah. And that's what al Rebbe said, a love of coming from the essence of the soul. But in order for there to be a relationship, I go back to Shia 2, you remember if you tell your wife, I'm perfect, and there's nothing you can do for me, but there's nothing you can do to disappoint me. There's no relationship. In order for there to be a relationship, so there's something called an interface. The interface, that's Iris and Caleb. Eiris and Kalim of the Svidis is what allows the divine infinity to be relatable to the structures of the universe. So you have Eir, and then you have Kali. And that's Lofi Maisai, that's my actions, that's not me. But in that becomes Dani, which is Pshitasa Atmos. How can that happen? That's what the stages we spoke about, they love of the Ramat, they love of the Balshamtev, they love of the Magad, they love of the Alter Rebbe. So you could say, ani, ani nikra, becomes my name. The individual characteristic is not just, don't divorce it from me. It becomes ani, ihu v'chayayichad, ihu v'garmayichad. He, he, the essence, the infinite essence, becomes one with Eudes, becomes one with Kalim. One is Kav, one is Rishimu, but they're ultimately one, and the Etzem, they could be that unity. When we say the name tzvais, it represents also the undefined simplicity of the essence. He says, when I combat wickedness, I'm called tzvais. I'm called tzvais. Who's the one in combat? Ani. But it's called Tzvoyes. So here again we have this very subtle paradox. You would think Tzvoyes is God in war. God in war touches his essence. How does it touch his essence? It's all after this darkness, which means after all the concealments, which means only on a level where there's concealment, there could be Tzvoyes. That's Lefim Ma'asai, it's Mamashan action. Nonetheless, we say that the name is connected to the, to the essence. What does this mean practically? What, 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 so what do we gain from this? Okay, so you just said that the shame is ani. So now, he gets, he gets what is this idea of tzvais? And what's this fusion in tzvais? On one hand, we say it's a name. It's not him. It's a name, tzvais, And it's a name that's not mentioned in Torah for a reason. It's only by the neviim. Himkana is the first one to introduce it. And yet, it becomes his name. If say ani nikr. And this fusion allows us to understand the Avoidah of the last generations before the Gula, Tzvayis. Which is how he's explaining this, this piece of Basil Lagani of the Rebbe the of Tzvois, which is a melchama, his kshaninilch v'amor Yishayim. So he says, To explain, what is the connection of netzach, the attribute of netzach, which means victory, to war? Well, you might say, when you win, when you fight, you want to win, <laughs> right? You fight, you want to win. But the concept here is that the molchama itself is called Netzach. Tzvayis, he says, not when I win the Rishayim, I'm I called When I fight, it's the fight. The Meimer Basil of the Rebbe Yayats starts explaining what is Netzach. One of the attributes of a person is called Netzach. What is netzach? Netzach means victory. And he says, He says, The real attribute of netzach is revealed only by a great person. A smaller person. Not everything is so relevant. Some things he'll be stubborn about. He'll fight for and something, he'll let it go. Don't sweat it. He says, the gadol, every union has to be like his will. We'll soon see what this means. And if you're greater, this attribute of nitzachin is yet deeper. Take a king. It says, from his shoulders and above... He's taller than the rest of the nation. which means <laughs> Even though the shoulder represents the hind part and the external part lower than the head, even on the level of a shoulder, he's greater than the head of everybody else. In other words, even on the level of his shoulders, we say the expression, head and shoulders above, right? Here he's saying his shoulder is above the head, even though the shoulder is a lower part, it's still higher than even the head. Not only higher than the shoulders of the nation, higher than the than The, the melech, the godal, the great godal, he really has midas ha-nitzach. And it's in everything, and it's with tremendous strength and absolute. What does this mean? On this, is a maimer from the middle of Rebbe, in Torah's and Parshas boy, and it's also explained in this Ma'amah of the Rebbe Ayats briefly. There's two goals of war. One is the king wants booty. He wants the spoils of war, whether it's territory, whether it's conquering the territory, whether it's conquering the oil fields. Whether it's conquering the resource, the natural resources, whether it's conquering the people and the talent that's there, yeah, the real estate that's there, the wisdom that's there, the talent, the, the gifts that are there. But the bottom line is, he wants something out of it. Yeah. Maybe I want my territory to be larger. Maybe I need more wealth. Whatever it is. <speaking in Hebrew> Another agenda is, I don't want their booty at all. It's because he wants to execute his victory, that it should be according to his will. He wants that that place should be subjugated to his will. It should be under his control. What's the difference? What's the difference? The concept that I want booty, I want territory, I want the resources is actually logical, it's rational. (laughs) Maybe audacious, but it's rational, and therefore it's limited. And therefore, you ask yourself how much do I want to invest? What will be the investment, and what will be the return? In other words, I'm going to invest only if it makes sense. Is it, it? is it worth it? Is it worth it in terms of casualties? Is it worth it in terms of money? You know, if what you're going to make is going to be less than what you invest, you've got to be a fool. It's a logical decision. We're talking about it's a logical decision. And since this is actually a rational calculation, this exists. Even by smaller people. Even by a Sarkatan. Sarkatan means a leader of, smaller, uh, uh, of a, a smaller stature. There's a second type of war. I want the victory. It's not the booty. I want the victory. <laughs> this you'll only find by a king. By a certain type of person. A melech who has this urge this need this longing not for booty to be victorious to defeat everything that's not under him i don't think like, we understand what's... right I we, don't. we don't we don't <laughs> no, 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 we don't no, no, no. we mamers don't. don't and you could thank god that we most of us don't like it's not something a explains like right right you don't know anybody who has such. A... But, 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 but we'll, let's see. We'll soon see. You have it in kedusha and you have it in klipa. You're a crazy person, exactly. right? He's not about a crazy person. I mean, it's I guess it, it, it's craziness, but it's a different type of craziness. We'll see in a moment. When the war comes because of this year, yearning for victory, as I'm The first agenda, he will not squander the treasures. It's with a cheshbin. Invest and in return. But in this he'll squander his treasures his treasures of his forefathers he has treasures from generations that are always hidden. Maybe by the wedding of his only son, the future, the future, the prince, the future monarch, the future king, he'll he he he'll, he'll display it. So people could see it. It's a time of joy, so like he, you know, he he reveals his innermost secrets. They're all on display. But even then, he won't squander them. He won't give them up. He'll show them, which is already a madrig. He says, but in a time of war, when he needs that victory, that it should be according to his will, especially when he's defeating somebody who rebelled against him, so now he will squander everything without any chishboinus. The quality of netzach is rooted in the core of the soul. And therefore, if it, if it doesn't come out, it doesn't come out. But if it comes out, it becomes more important than anything else in life. <laughs> Can you explain what, in what context, is this a healthy thing? You want to know if this is a healthy? This amount of sugar. Send them to therapy. Send them to therapy. Usually, so, it's so, not so, it Right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, so one second. Let's see. Let's see. Not only will he squander all the treasures, which is losing his most precious items that he kept for for generations, he'll put himself, he'll go into the front lines and endanger his own life. He's ready to die. Why? If you're dead, you're not conquering that country. The answer is. You're endangering your life, but there's something more precious than my life. My experience of my revealed life is very precious. (laughs) And whatever I do is to protect my life. People don't do things to endanger their life. You're doing it for life. You're making money to live. Even a person going through surgeries, which is painful. It's to life. It's for life. Here, his Midas HaNetzach came out, and it's rooted in the core of his being that's even deeper than life itself, than the revealed life. In other words, for him to win is more important than everything, and therefore he'll endanger his life. Isn't every Midas rooted in the... No, just Netzach. Just Netzach. We'll soon see why and how. This is an example to understand svois What did the Medrash say? When I fight, I'm called Tzvoys. So the, and the Shari said that's in the sphere of Netzach. This name is rooted in Atzimus. So Hashem reveals, and not only reveals, squanders, squanders the greatest, greatest, highest, and deepest treasures that were never, never revealed in order to win the victory. We'll soon see what this means, what is what, 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 what are the Rebbe saying here? This is like, heavy, what, what are these oysters that he squander? And squandering means like, that you could lose them. It's not, squandering doesn't mean I'm giving you, and you're going to give it back to me, and it's a loan. There's something called bisbez oysters. So what, what, are we really, what, what are we really learning here? We're learning here about something that seems as you know, a real condition of, of, of absolute narcissism and sanity. And that's, and that's exactly the point. When we understand it in the yeah, you have it in in, in Kedusha, but let's first understand it the way it's not in Kedusha. There were certain individuals in history, and you could count them, because they're not often. Napoleon, Napoleon, uh, Alexander the Great, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, probably Genghis Khan, the Tser HaYehudam of last generation. It's not about booty. There's booty. I want my malchus to be bigger. There's a cheshbam. Yeah, man, it could be I'm a narcissist, I have an ego, but it's with a (laughs) cheshmer. I want to be successful, I want to, etc. Here it's a different part. If there's something that's not under my control, I can't sleep. Now, we call it narcissism on steroids. And it's impossible to live with these people. Because, you know, like the t-shirt, I'm very easy to get along with once you learn to worship me. And he says, "You don't have it by a regular person. There is a certain melech, a certain king that has this midas ha-netzach, and especially if there is a rebellion. If there is a rebellion, yeah, yeah. In, in, in Rome, Julius Caesar, other Roman Roman emperors. This was a different type of, 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 of longing. And it's not negaven how many people. It's not about the chesbun of what I am going to gain and how much it's going to cost. You are emptying out your treasures, shaita." It's irrelevant. You know people like this. this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so, so they're they're, 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 and they and they'll destroy themselves, like he says. They'll lose everything. They'll die themselves. But everything in the world, even the greatest insanity, comes from a source. (laughs) And sometimes the most distorted realities come from deeper sources, and that's why they get so distorted because there's a lot of energy that gets distorted. You know. Real craziness comes from a certain infinity, right? And when it gets distorted, it's dangerous. It's like nuclear energy going... When nuclear energy is used destructively, it's very destructive because of its power, because of its kayach. It can light up the world and it can destroy the world. It works both ways. He says there's something called Midas HaNetzach that's only by a melech. What is it in Kedusha? In Kedusha, it's a very deep idea. It comes from the hergish, that if there's something in the world that's not Kafiha ha-emes, it has to be transformed. The emes of Hashem, the emes of Einoid molvadi, needs to be revealed, because that's the truth. And if there's one place in which that's missing, so midas hanetzach kivayachal in Hashem, or by a melech who's aligned with Hashem, a real melech who's aligned with Hashem. It's not that I want to become big or even want the booty. And we'll soon see what that means spiritually. I'm looking for the netsutzas. No, it's like we say in Rishon LeZion: "V'yeda kalpol kiata paaltei v'yovin kal yitzurb kattis." Every yovin, every yomakol in Rishon LeZion. Hashem ala keisal. Yeah. What do you need? V'yeda kalpol kiata paaltei. I need every blade of grass to scream enayimulvade. <laughs> What's going to help you? Netzer. that's Midas HaNetzach Midas HaNetzach means if there's something that's not Kephi and in Hashem it's not Emes if there's a place even a blade of grass yeah, a, a Gentile in Finland or Alaska a bird or a tree or a person that doesn't scream Eina Ed I can't rest this is not a regular Midah that I, He says a cotton has this is only a Melech has it the real Melech. So you have it a Melech like a Napoleon, who was Al Terebe's biggest enemy because Al felt the sinner. They asked the Al Terebe, You want the Tsar to win? He wanted the Tsar to win. They said, understand. He's, Huh? He, he, he wanted Napoleon to lose. Other, many other Jews wanted Napoleon to win because Napoleon promised liberty, egalitarianism, French Revolution, enlightenment. So they asked the Al they asked the Al Terebe, what do you have was the czar is a tzaddik. They said all oh, they have a funye is a Russian. The czar is a murderer a You know the czars in Russia? <laughs> By the way, if you want to understand the izirus of kings, go to the Petersburg to the to the hermitage, to their palaces. You'll see what Its are. <laughs> well, you understand the marshal so from the middle of. He probably knew about this. So the Alter Rebbe said, the Czar is yes, yeah, von he says Napoleon." Napoleon, his ego, was so infinite that's why he invaded Russia in 1812, and that was his loss. Napoleon, in his early 30s, literally controlled most of the world. <laughs> Imagine. Talk about ambition. Not Fifth Avenue, most of the world. But he needed Russia, too. Okay, that was his failure. Like the Gemaish, says about Haman. He needed everything, so he lost everything. So, so, so that's a certain melech. It's a different level. It's not any more investment. It's not an investment. It's not rational. And because it's not rational, you'll give everything away. And not only that, it's so not rational, you'll give yourself away. In other words, it's deeper than the desire to consciously live. Somehow that you're, you should be menatzech, but it comes from kedusha. When Al Rebbe was in prison, they brought a I don't know if you know. They brought a what we call today a psychoanalyst. They didn't have yet psychoanalyst to, to analyze his brain, because there was an accusation that he wants to overthrow the czar. He's sending money to Eretz to help the Turks, and the Turks were hostile with Russia because he wants to help the. He's trying to fuel a revolution in Eretz with the Turks against Russia. This was the he was sending money for kol chabad for tzarke for the poor people in Eretz strong So they came to so they sent us a, for today we would call a psychotherapist a psychoanalyst. To. So the guy the person up with al Rebbe and he came out and he said that al Rebbe is longing for something that he cannot get. So, ah, he wants to be the czar. <laughs> He's longing, he's a Jew, a simple Jew from Belarus, from Lithuania, can't be the czar of Russia. <laughs> you're not from the Romanov dynasty, and you're Jewish. <laughs> the Altar is longing for, he said he's, the man is longing for something that he cannot get. So this was fodder for the accusation, for the prosecution. So they asked the Altarebbe, they say that you're longing for something, and it looks like you're longing for malchus, for royalty. And he, now the Rebbe thought from him, he said, yeah, Malchus the ein Saif. I'm longing for Malchus the ein Saif. In other words, to be one with the Malchus of Hashem. Malchus ha- Malchus kale yeah. So when you have such a melech in Kedusha, what is that? You also have this Midas What's this Midas Not that you want control. That you want that the emes of the Bria, the emes of Elikus, Zolareish Baren. It should burst out from every blade of grass, from every drop of rain, from every flake of snow, from every grain of sand, from every groundhog, mosquito, bee, lioness, galaxy, star, from every human being, from every mouth. Groundhog. Not groundhog? It's also in Okay, so which animals do you have? Every gazelle and antelope. <laughs> and we had beers in the backyard from every beer. And the hardest is, of course, from every person. <laughs> That's Midas <laughs> HaNetzach. And I cannot rest until I have it. So you say, what What do you mean? And this is an Etzim HaNefesh. It's Mushish and Etzim HaNefesh. That the emes has to come out, Not because I'm going to gain, I'm going to gender. Especially if there's a moidah, especially if there's an opposition. <laughs> because the emes of Hashem... Needs to be revealed. So you'll say, but what, 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 what is this? You're gaining spiritual assets? No, I'm not gaining any spiritual assets. What, what are you asking? So let's say a person or a king has a, a problem that will come up, but if it's like a rational, logical problem, then that doesn't require any for regular, Right. Fact that yeah, yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's only for a super rational thing. Yeah, yeah. That's where you see the power of midas hanetzach. There could be there could be more external layers of midas hanetzach. Yeah, if I want to lose weight, I may have to overcome some temptations. I have to fight. That's logical. Right, but that's lo- that's netzach that's f- it's fueled by logic. I want to live longer. I want to be healthier. But both parts right, of netzach. Right. The, the first part is that is part of netzach, or just your regular. Both parts of, of, part of, of netzach. It's more of a rational netzach. That's I want to be victorious if somebody is bothering me. If I have somebody in my, you know, if somebody is, <laughs> you have a competition, you know, and you want to figure out how to be successful, it, it triggers me to say, but we all see within ourselves sometimes that netzach becomes irrational. You see it with machloikas, and you could learn from this, right? People fight, it's not worth the investment anymore. You're going to win, and what's going to happen? You lost everybody, you lost half your family. I have to win. This is all an example of the, dis- the horrible distortion of Midas HaNetz HaChengdusha. Just like Napoleon. You need the whole world, but you're going to die. It's irrelevant. Sometimes you have it in a community. I'll fight everybody, but I'm going to win. They say the Chafetz Chaim once, there was a Jew that was having a big machleikus, and one of his children got sick. Chafetz Chaim said, look what you're doing. Could be he got sick because of this machleikus. It's hard to tell over the story. And he said, he said all my kids can die but i'm going to win Amazing. and you see sometimes with people they'll 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 they'll, they'll cut off their whole family the guy was a huh the guy was a mother. yeah what happened what what, what what and it could be it could be we're talking crazy he's not a man sugaring other things he's very rational something overtook him It's something very deep that he's looking for, the pain. So if you want psychological terms, the pain of losing is so deep, it's triggering such a deep trauma that I have to win in order to prove something that is more important than anything else in my own delusional, traumatic perception of self. I'll, I'll cut off every relationship, right? Which will make me miserable. But the trauma of not winning... Is, is much worse than that, in my own perception. So we call it a serious disorder. And for good reason. <laughs> for good reason. But it's important to identify how deep it is. That's his point. Realize how deep it is. Like everything in Klippe, in Tumah, it comes from a source, everything. Huh? The Gemara says, Haman minatare and everything starts in Teire. Midas hanetzach, by a real melech, a melech who's connected with Malchus Dein Seifus, that there's something in Hashem that the emes ultimately has to come out. Sooner or later, the lie cannot prevail. The emes of Hashem, Hashem alikim emes, that eneid movadai, said da And the melech who's aligned with that, the greatest melech, experiences that, and that's in his etzim nefesh And that's the idea that I need to conquer this because I need it to be according to my Ratzin. In Kedusha, what is it? That Hashem's Kiddushah, Hashem's Ratzin, should be able to be felt and experienced and executed, implemented in every, every Nikud in the world. And that, that new is deeper than anything, and for this he'll give, out, he'll give everything. And a small person doesn't understand this. This doesn't exist by a small person. Baruch Hashem. He eats his toast and his coffee, and he's good. A little cream cheese is, a one, is already an a extra special thing. These types of agendas, he says... It's a different. It's a different stature. You, you, you can have glimpses and glimmers, but but the real melech can live with this, and the real melech of kedusha, which is unique. It's not, it's not talking about a regular Godel. He says a melech, not a sarah, a melech, a melech in kedusha. The real melech. This this is part of his life, and if you don't understand this, you can't understand the melech. The real melachim in kedusha. Divine appointed leaders who are in touch with this. If there's a corner in the world with Saher Sikh uh, it's Negeha, mamish, and everything. Why? Why? Nobody's bothering you. This is the middle that The MS has to be felt everywhere, has to be revealed everywhere. I could say that we saw this in there. Huh? I could say that. I saw this in there. MS. Yeah, it's MS. Yeah, you saw it. And and if you didn't understand it, like what, what what's what's what, what's bothering you? And it's not get how small, how big. This melech, it's, not it's one little guy. Haman, Lahavdul, Le- Haman sees Mordechai not bowing down. Millions of people are bowing down to you. One well, Altaiyid yeah, sits with glasses like this. Mordechai would sit with a mesechta or mesechta as I, yeah, with enticeous reading, and he doesn't bow down to you. I mean, and he's an old man. He's an old Jew. He's a naive, parochial Jew from the old country, right? Still believes in the old stuff. No, Haman couldn't live. <laughs> Why? Because Haman knew that Mardechai was right. <laughs> Haman knew that he's the only one who got it right. But you get the point. The same is true in kedusha. There's one nikkuda. It's not nageya. How big? How small? In the mitzray shabbos Maimed, the Rebbe said that midas hanitzachin, you'll only see by somebody that the essence of his soul is revealed, because nitzachin comes from the essence. And that's the melech. In other words, if the etzem of your nefesh is revealed, you'll have it. Most of the etzem and nefesh is not revealed. So he says, somebody whose etzem and nefesh is begilui, you'll see me this on the tzachin. And that's the melech, the real melech. So this could be tachlis hayeshes and tachlis abitel. <laughs> you see, and and it's a it's a little very thin wall. It could be the worst insanity, the worst arrogance of the level of Napoleon, whose hubris knew no bounds. And it could be Tachlis Habitl, where there's not even a vestige of ego. Like Dalte Rebbe, who says, I'm longing for Malchus of Ein Saif. <laughs> yes, I'm longing for something I can't achieve. In other words, it's an Ein Saif. You're the Herd, the Ein and therefore there's no Nekudah that can be devoid of this Ein Malchus of Ein yeah. it also, the Malchus of Ein you about to come down. Yeah. The Malchus of Ein Yeah, the Malchus, yeah. Malchuscha malchus kaleilam. And that's malchuscha malchus kaleilam. And it becomes negei and etzim nefesh And that's the name tzvoiz. So that's the name tzvoiz. So now, so what do we have from all of this? We said that names essentially are external. They're supposed to be external. They're alien. They're just the way you perceive me. None do with me. The chiddush of this mime is not that way. <laughs> right? Lefi ani it's a nimna, It's him. It's him. The lower the name is, the more external the action is, the more alien should be from him. What's the lowest name? It's voice. Combating enemies. That means there's enemies in your come. It's the lowest name beyond Avaya, Adna, the lowest. It's the mata, 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 It's the most keli. It's the most concealment. It's the most structure. Oh, what did we learn from the Baal of the Alter Rebbe? Where does the Nimna and come out most? In the paradox. The lower you go, Kalal Al Mata it comes from Gavaya because that's why you can go so low, because you're so high. The deepest etzem is expressed in the fusion of the greatest paradoxes. That's why he said the Baal was deeper than the Ramak, because Iyu V'garmai is deeper than Iyu V'chayoi, because from Iyu to go into Kalim is much lower than to go into Ur. Er. Ur er is B'li gvul, Kalim is Gvul. To go into the keli itself, into tzvoyis, mulchameh, this is the deepest. So that's pshat netzach, which is tzvoyis, is mushrish and Atzmos Mamish. So God gives up everything. <laughs> he gives up the oitzris, we'll soon see what that is. The oitzris, and he squanders them. He squanders them, squanders What God, what happens? Shem loses them. He actually does what he's willing to Huh? He says, mevazbez, the highest, in order to win the melchama with umaza." And then it says he gives up his life. What does that mean? <laughs> this is very, very heavy. But it's tzvayas, it's only tzvayas, but tzvayas comes from the etzim. That's where the maimer, so now you see the whole buildup of the maimer. That's why he gave the whole agdama with names, because that, that, that's the vayt of netzach and Etsa. And as he's explained, this is the end of galos, is the of netzach. Which is why they did it the last Maimabasi Lagani of the Rebbe D'ayats. This was his focus, Keralov, netzach. That's he what he said. said uh, no, we never hear much about Netzach and Hoyt. Yeah, Suddenly, here, Netzach became Etzeman Nefesh. Hoyt is very different. Hoyt is gratitude. Hoyt, gratitude. Submission, maida, confess. It's very different than Hoyt, than Netzach. Hoyda, the opposite. Because that's the word. Real netzach in Kedusha works together with height. They're really opposite. Netzach is the right column. Hoyt is the left column. But Hashem voice is netzach and Hoyt together. It says and Purim is netzach and hait. Because real victory is not about arrogance. That's the point. Real victory is not that you should be under me. Real victory is aligning everything. And therefore it's not about ego. What's a victory in in an argument with your spouse? What's a victory? That you won and she lost? That she won and you lost? What's a victory in an argument with your children? What's a victory? (laughs) What's a victory in an argument with your siblings? They don't know that you won. (laughs) That's the victory. What's a victory? The the biggest victory is alignment. You understand it's a much deeper victory. Because if I won and you lost, then I didn't really win. In the real netzach. In real netzach, if I won and you lost, I didn't really win. That's what netzach means. Netzach means that I'm fighting for you as much as I'm fighting for me. I'm fighting for you as much as I'm fighting for me, and I'm not going to rest. Yeah, your sight is the middle. Your sight is the middle. I'm looking at comments here. People ask questions. Somebody says, you speak about Napoleon, you speak about Haman, you speak about Alexander the Great, is this why the Rebbe wanted to conquer the whole world with Kedusha? He wanted that Hashem's glory should be revealed in the whole world. That's why he wanted Shluchim everywhere to bring Torah everywhere. That's what you said. Well, somebody, I remember, once came by Dallas, and he told the Rebbe that uh, there's a Shliach, one of your Shluchim, has done major, major work. He says, "My shliach, the Ebrus does I sent him. God sent. That, that was a, an interesting uh, response. I mean, very telling. It'll be a lot easier after Mashiach comes because Yom Ha who Hashem Echad. That's Mashiach. Hashem Echad Hashem That Shem Havaya is red, meaning that the etzim comes out. Why? Because of the fusion. The full fusion is going to be revealed. That's the Shema Yechad. Yom Kippur is a foretaste of that, especially in the Beis HaMikhtash by the Ka'in Gadol. Beautiful comments. There's like 40, 50 comments of people. Questions interesting on the yeshiva, not, not Interesting comments. You want me to continue another paragraph? I don't have to go yet. You want me to continue another paragraph? Ah? Huh? You want? Okay, we can go a little weiter. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll do Zion. Obeying and to understand this, <laughs> So here we now come to a fascinating, fascinating story in the Sefer Yehoshua. Yehoshua takes the Jewish people in Terah Tisrael, and he's in Yericho, Jericho, and in Yericho it's at night, and suddenly a man appears to him. Seems like some mysterious man, angel. And Yeshua says, Who are you? Are you one of ours or are you here to fight? That's what he asks. So the man says, Be Yeshua, the man answers, Yeshua hai, loi, kya ni I am not your enemy. <laughs> I'm also not part of your, one of your people. I am the sartz Hashem meaning a minister of the army of God, a general, huh? yeah, yeah. I came now, so Yeshua falls down on the ground, he prostrates himself, and the man says, take off your shoes, off your feet, you're standing on holy, on holy earth. What does he mean? I came now. What mean I came now? Amru Razal, so Chazal say, in Medrash Rabbah Vayichi, Shmois Rabba. Rashi brings it, the Malach says, Atabasi. I already came in the past. I came to Moshe. You know what he did? He threw me out. <laughs> I came now. When I came to Moshe Rabbeinu, he rejected me. He threw me out. What does it mean? In Parshish Kisisa, Hashem says to Moshe after the sin, of the golden calf. I'm going to send my angel to go before the Jewish people. What does Moshe say to Hashem? You remember? <laughs> if you're not coming yourself, let's forget this. <laughs> We're not moving on with this journey. Forget it. So he says, Yeshua, I came now. I tried coming before. This is my second time coming, but Moshe didn't let me. Didn't let me. What does this mean? Moshe said, "No, you're not coming." Who is this? So the Rebbe says, "He calls himself Hashem. I'm from the army." Moshe does not guide us that. Sorry, entirely you don't have the name Tzvaiz. Not once. You have Hashem on the Jews. Hashem, Hashem, not Tzvaiz. It's the Nevi'im after Yeshua, Much after. Once he came to Yeshua and he said, tzvah Hashem, I came. Now Moshe wouldn't accept me. Now the Nevi'im turned it into a name of Hashem. He didn't say it's a name. He said, tzvah Hashem. I'm from the army of Yut Kevavki. He didn't give it a name. But he called himself tzvah Hashem. So there's a lot going on. And Moshe wouldn't accept him. Yeshua. Except. The Nevi'im now turn it into a name for God. What's going on here? So this is actually a process of history being expressed. <speaking in Hebrew> because the purpose of avoid the way Moshe sees it, is Tsivis <speaking in> Hashem. <Hebrew> There's no name Tzvais. The name is Yutke Vavke. Tzivis Hashem means you're part of the legions of Hashem. In other words, it's completely. Tzivis is not a, a, a noun. Tzivis Hashem, it's subservient to Hashem. It's, you're in the army of Hashem. Yudke That's why Moshe is not good Sar Sartzva Hashem. Sasar in the tzava. Don't turn it. Tzivis you, Hashem. You're tough to Yudke yeah, Vafke. He's about yeah, so it's, also, were, uh, it says it uh, in Parsha's uh, boy that Sivas Hashem went out of Mitzrayim. So we're called Sivas Hashem. Yeah, so we're called Tzivus who are bottled Hashem. You gave off. Okay? That's, what it says. That's why it's not mentioned in Mesh. The Nevi'im, starting with Chana, Hannah, who was a prophetess, the mother of Shmuel, she davens and she calls Hashem the first time Tzvais. And then Shmuel calls Hashem Tzvais. And then the Nevi'im call him Tzvais And Tehillim, you'll have a lot. Hashem Eloikim Tzvais, Hashem Elokeia Tzvais. The last prophets, Scharia Malachi, are constantly referring to Hashem as Tzvais. It's like he, almost a, 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 a transformation in his name. What does all this mean? He says, In later generations, we start Avod with Havaye Tzvais. And then there's something in a intermediary called Tzva Eis, which is Tzva Ois Hu a letter in his army. And then you could come to Tzivus Hashem the way it was by Moshe. What does this mean? What does this mean? So just, we'll, we'll see inside, it'll become clear in a moment. But just, here we need just a very brief intro. The Gemara says in Chagiga Daftazayin, Daftasvav, four people went into the orchard. Rabakiva, Kiva, ben, Azay, ben Zayma, and Elisha Benavoya. Alicia Elisha Benavoya became a heretic. Kitzitz Ben-Atyaz, ben died. ben No, but Elisha Benavoya became a heretic. And ben Zayma lost his, uh, his mind. And ben Azay died. And Rebekah Kiva, Nikhnaz B'Shalom, V'Yatza B'Shalom. What's a heretic? Elisha Benavoya. So what was like? It's just He became, he lost his faith. Lost faith. He lost his faith. He ah, However you explain it's obviously a very mystical story. So the Gemara wants to know, what did Rabbi Akiva do different? Chagiget after Zayah, Amir Aleph on the top. What did Rabbi Akiva do different? The so the, huh? the... state of mind when he went in was in a different place. What, what, what is it? So the Gemara brings three psukim that he contemplated. On. One of them is Sveis, And he says, Sveis is, Adoin As the Marsha says, Oys That's what he's quoting. He contemplated tzvayis. Tzvayis means he's a letter in his tzvayis. who he's a tzvayis. It's two words. Tzvayis. He's a letter in his army. Ois shalom. What does this mean? <laughs> this is what saved Rabbi Akiva. So the Rebbe says there's actually three levels. There's tzvayis Hashem from Moishe Rabbeinu. There's Hashem tzvayis. The way the Nevi'im call Hashem a name, he has a name Tsvoyas. Hashem Tsvoyas, and then there's something called Oysubitzavadalay, which is a Mimotza. Three three states. Probably, even though he doesn't say clearly, it's connected to the three states of the Ramak and the Balsham Tavan Al Te it seems to me. But we'll see in a moment. So Mahtzadik explains in Uratur Parish's boy. Three concerts, And here we have to introduce one more fascinating thing that the Samach Tzadik brings. You remember there was one donation that came to the Mishkan that Moshe rejected. It was called Marais <laughs> Hatsayvais. The mirrors of the women. They brought the mirrors of the women. Rashi says they used it to beautify themselves for their husbands in Mitzrayim to be able to build up a new generation, Sivis Hashem. And Moshe said, this is made for the Yitzhara. that doesn't belong in the Mishkan. This is made to entice men. You don't. So what does Hashem say? This is more precious than everything. Take it in. And he builds the kiyar. The kiyar, the washing basin, is made from these mirrors. Maris Hatzoy So Tzemach says, of course Moshe didn't want them. Moshe didn't want the name Svois." Ma'as service is connected to Tzva'is. It's made for the Sahara. It's not for Moshe. Hashem said what the women brought is more precious than everything else. Who's the first one to call Hashem Tzva'is? Chana, when she's praying for a child. And why, what, what does she say when she calls Hashem Tzva'is? She says, if you give me a child, good. And if not, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hide and seclude myself with another man after my husband warns me. He's going to have to take me to the Mishkan to drink. I'll drink. And there's a promise in Chumash, the nix of an Zara, right? If you don't die, you have children, and then you'll be forced to give me children. Either you do it... In, uh, <laughs> either you do it uh, directly, and if not, I'll already uh, get a child. It's a very strange conversation to have with Hashem. It's all connected. And she's the, that's when she calls him Tzvayis. That's the first time she calls him Tzvayis. So the Gemara says in is Aleph, What does all this mean? <laughs> So I don't know if you see what he's getting at but there's a development here. Meisharabenu doesn't live in the world of Tsvais because Meisharabenu Tsvais is already a big chiddush. Moshe Meisharabenu lives in a world of what's called Akhsid, the world of Atsilas, the world of oneness. Tsvais is a world of combat, a world of confrontation. So, Tzvoys is a completely different reality. There's a fight, there's a battle. Hashem helps you in the battle. And therefore, there's scars, there's wounds. It's difficult. You're in the trenches. Remember, all the names of Hashem are spheres of Atsilas. How could the name Tzvayus be in Tauda? Tzvayus is not Atsilas. is Briyat Sirazia. Where there's a Parsa. is a world in which Einid Malvada is still felt, either in Eira or in Kalim. But it's Eilama Ahtos. between Atsilas and Briyah, is a Parsa. Parsa means a partition. A Masach in Hebrew, in Aramaic, is called Parsa. A curtain, a veil. Huh? The light that comes through to Bria is so dim that it's completely a metamorphosized from the light of Natsilas. You don't feel any more wonders. Now This Bria. There's something called creation. Natsilas is no creation. Because everything is an aspect of either Bria is a new reality. This Bria is still very, very holy. But it's a consciousness of God uniting with me. But there's a sense of otherness. That's where there could be a melchama. That's where there could be war. What's war? War means this combat. There's something outside of oneness. That can only begin in Briya. Moshe is not Gairus Tzvayas. Where is the Svayas? If Hashem is revealed, Hashem's name, there's no war. In Moshe's world, if Hashem is revealed, there's no war. Even when Moshe speaks about war, he won't use the word Tzvayas. Hashem is Malchama. HaShem nilcham Mitzrayim. And look what that war looks like. As it says, Yeah, the water splits. Nobody's fighting. If it's, if, if it's a war, it's HaShem ish melcham. It's In other words, if God is not revealed, if God is revealed, there's no melchama. At a later stage in history, beginning with Yeshua, things change. That's why Moshe wants to go into Eretz Yisrael. Moshe is the face of the sun. Yeshua is the face of the moon. Face of the sun, the sun doesn't change. The moon goes through periods. It waxes, it wanes. It's a whole different Indian. When Moshe is revealed, there's no Melchama. Because it's Hatzilas. So there's no name Tzvayis. You know what the Nevi'im had to do? The Nevi'im had to make a revolution. <laughs> so to speak. They had to turn Hashem's name into Tzvayis. Wow. The Rebbe says in this week's parasha, parasha's boy that basically the Nevi'im had to make, it should be, Iyu v'chayayichad, Iyu v'garmoyichad, is Atsilis, the chidosh of tzvayis, that he could become one, with the sefiris of b'ri'ah. And that's a whole different vart. That was the chidosh of the Nevi'im. And the reason is because, after the period of Moshe Rabbeinu, as this man, as this angel tells Yeshua, atabasi sarts tzvah Hashem, there's already something called a Yeah. The me, of netzach, in in world, is never really actualized. Right. Yeah. This type of netzach, because there's no shame twice. there's different types of netzach. It never really gets brought out. It's a netzach as part of a. Yeah. It's not the netzach that comes out from the opposition when there's a mojit, because there's no opposition. So, Moshe Rabbeinu looks at these maris as these mirrors, and he says, well, how, where does this come into the Mishkan? Elo Asuyon Sahara. This is part of Tzavis. It's called Tzavis. connected to Tzavis. But where does it come into the Mishkan? The Mishkan is a place of Kedusha. This has to do with human weakness. Men are men. They're weak. The women knew that. They needed to, uh, inspire them. So they used mirrors. Fine. So, we're feeding the Yet Saharas. Okay. Maybe it's Shlai l'shma. I'm not complaining. Beautiful thing. Well, we call this in the Mishkan. Mishkan is Gileel Akos. That's Moshis Taina. Right. It it's not, away? yeah. Hashem says, <laughs> This is midas Netzach. Midas Netzach is Etzim Hanefesh. It's deeper than everything. So you have a lakus the way it's in bia. Havaya tzvayus is that Havaya could become into tzvayus. That's already Havaya articulated in tzvayus. EU becomes one with the Svitus with the of Bria. And as the says Rebbe says, it says, al In order to call Hashem Tzvoyah, she has to go to a place that's above Yudkei Vovke. is Shem Etsam. On Yim Kippur, it can come out in Shem Adna. The Altered Rebbe says it can come out in all the names of Atzilus. But in biyah, you have to go Al You have to go to a deeper place in Etzam. Where over there, there could be the fusion of the otherness with Atmos, with Hashem himself. We start over with Tzvayas, which is there is combating, there's, there's opposition, there's trauma that I have to work through, there's darkness. Comes and Rebekah Kiv is Megala Oyshu B'Tzavah Dele. What Tzvah is, he's a letter, he's an Oys in the Tzavah. V'zeowinyan Amshachas Atzilas B'B'Yah. What's Amshachas Atzilas B'B'Yah? Rebekah Kiv is Uftuaz. Oyshu B'Tzavah means he's a letter in his Tzavah. What's prati is a letter in the tzavah. Eisub mm-hmm. So in the Kode Torah in Hazinu that the Rebbe says, look the Torah, the Maimer of hazinu hazinu Hashemayim, I in Dalad, says what's Eisub In the tzavah of Hashem, the troops, all the neshamas, all the malachim, all the worlds, which begins in Eilam Habriya, Eisub etzava dele. You recognize that it's one Eis. Like the Gemara says, a Menachas behi nivra elam beyud nivra elam haba. It's one ice, it's one letter that ultimately creates all of everything. It's one letter. That's tzvayis. Yeah. And b'meila, there's no real hefsik. The world can't be a real hefsik, Can't be a real partition. Can't be. Can't be a real mechitza. So, Rabbi Kivu doesn't get confused between infinite transcendence and the world. And he realizes, ultimately, it's one ice, but the And then one could reach upwards to the Hashem, which is at civilization itself. This is the difference. The difference between Hashem Tzvayus and Sivis Hashem is the two types of wars booty or victory. <coughs> and let me, let me explain what he's saying till the end. The Nikuddha becomes clear now. The Avoidim etzat and the Avoidim etzat sivis Hashem is two different types of Avoidis. The Avoidim etzat <coughs> is the avayda of Budi. In other words, I go to war because there's sparks there, and I want to elevate the sparks. But the ultimate avayda is that there should be absolutely no opposition whatsoever. And that's the difference, he says, of skafia and eshabcha. And that's the difference of Moshe and Yehoshua. Yeshua is the face of the moon. Moshe is the face of the sun. What's the difference? As we said, the moon goes through many stages. It goes up, it waxes, it wanes, it disappears, it comes back. The sun represents consistency, stability. So the Gemara says the face of Moshe is the sun, face of and the face of Yeshua is the moon. What does this mean? This means this two avidus of tzvayas. And here, it gets one step deeper. The void of is Mitzad is Davaida with is a And even after I win the war, I get the booty, I get the sparks of Kedusha. And that's a tremendous thing. You go out wherever you are in the world and you get the sparks, and you're to The deeper Nitzachan is that there can't be a Mitssias that's outside of Ened Movada. So here I'm not trying to get out the sparks. <laughs> I'm not trying to get the booty for myself. No. I want that the oneness should be revealed everywhere. And that's the difference between Sivas Hashem by Moshe and Sva'is is a separate name, beginning with Yeshua. By Yeshua it starts already in Bria, Yitzir, Asiya. So over there there's a sense of separateness. So over there there's a war and I have to go fight. In the real Netzach, in the deepest sense, what is it really coming from? It's really coming from that it's not true. That you should be a, you're not an enemy. In other words, I have to win, because I have to be Megal the MS. So there's no enemy Bechlal. There's complete oneness. And that's the ultimate tz- Tzivis Hashem. In order to get there, I have to work through the darkness. I have to go through the lower layers of Tzvayis. Yeshua already starts, starts Tzvah Hashem. Yeah. Later the Nevi'im will make it a name, Tzvayis. Hashem already coming into bi'ah. We go upwards. We start with zvayis. You go to ice, but That delay. Then it's only an ice, and you want to get to deeper to Atsilis, beyond the ice. And over there, there's real netzach. In other words, what's real midas hanetzach? Not that we're fighting. Midas hanetzach is that the real oneness should be revealed. In other words, there's no fight. When I, so now it's interesting. When I'm looking for booty and I want to get something out of you, I want to get the netzutzis out of you. That's the first level of Netzach. The deeper level of Netzach is, this is Eshapcha. Eshapcha is transformation. We're really one. I'm not winning you. That's what I said. Real victory is alignment. I'm winning for you also. It's for you also to win. It's to be Megala, the ultimate Achdos of the Bria. That emes has to come out from everywhere. And that's the Skafi and Eshapcha. Eshapcha is the mode that God has enemies and we have to win them. I have enemies and I have to win them. Eshapcha is the mode... No, they just don't know who they are. You don't know who you are. If you would know your pnimi is, you would know that it ain't That's the Hergish of Atzillus. In the Yeshua, there's the face of the moon. There's different moods, there's different situations. There's no oneness. In Moshe's Pnei Chama, in everything there's oneness. There's a consistency, there's no change. There's no good day and a bad day. The bad day is also a good day. It's all part of Achtos. Do you think that Yeshua has the real Because there's a little more. a little so Vidid is a real fact. Fi- yeah, yeah, right, right. So we 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 start. That's what he says. We start off from Svayas Zvayis, Eisubet Zavadalei, and then Sivis Hashem. Right, you you lift it all up back to the Moshe begins before there's a war. So many ways, it's much more simple. The alignment is because it's like the alignment before. It's like before the Tzimtzum was also Einayit Movada. That's like Moshe. Right, right. 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 Yeah. Then there's the netzach of dealing with the enemy. And in that Gufa there's eskafya. Eskafya means subduing. And Eshabcha means transformation. It's coming back all the way to the Tzva'is of Moshe. Which is tzvayis Hashem. The Tzva'is is not separate from Yutkevovka. Ultimately. So yeah, there's a milan in the netzach of Yeshua. Like he says in the maim of Matzai Shabbos. That in the, in the simple battle of a simple person. You have the etzem ha from Hashem coming out. But the tachlis ultimately is to be able to, to, create, to create the oneness. That's the mile of Moshe over Yehoshua. There's no Shinuyim. What is this in a person's life? In a person's life, it means that even when I'm battling with certain things, I have to realize that ultimately I want to reach a place of complete serenity, of complete oneness. The tainug, of, of complete achdus. We don't romanticize struggle and darkness and adversity. So there's davoid of birurim. Davoid of birurim is, I take from the ra, we fight with the ra. It says lechem is the word melchama, like you're fighting to take out the nutzits of the bread. That's davoid of birurim. That's the first oifen. And then there is David of eshabcha, which means there's no metzias of rabich It's not a metzias of ra. That's the hergish of Moshe mitzad mitzad tzivis Hashem in Olam And that becomes the ultimate netzach because it's the complete victory of the complete oneness. By Moshe, is no opposition, With Teva, by Yeshua's thing started more teva. After Yeshua, they came down more in Teva, more in Teva. That's why they had to make Hashem's name Tzvahis. By Yeshua, Hashem's name wasn't Tzvahis yet. Sart Tsva Hashem. Khan is the first one who makes Svah's. Over so there, there's already a Sahara. Right? That's Myras a Assuyla Yat Sahara. And then from uh, and Hashem says, Elu Alay Min Minakil. And ultimately from there you go to Iskaf, you go to Ishabcha until that place of oneness. And in that Svayis is Mushrush Atzim HaNefesh, the Atzmus. Dani. <clears throat> so the next part of the Miami, he goes through how this is expressed in different streams of taira. Different parts of Taira express these different, these different, uh, these different inyanam. The way Tzvayas is in Eilam HaBriya, and the way Tzvayas is in Eilam HaTzilas, which is basically two different inyana. There's the Mamutsa, which is Aysu Betzav which was Rabbi Akiva's, Rabbi Akiva's ability to be able to synthesize and integrate to be in this world and not to lose it, it was diffusion because Rabbi Akiva had the secret of tzvayis So Thursday morning, we have our regular Shir, So I'll fin- I think I'll finish the Mimer. We'll do it on the on the yeshiva.net. This, yeah, yeah, because Shabbos is your shvat. No, actually, there's just uh, there's just uh, uh, we're holding sif ches. Yeah, no, it's not. That's already the next maimer. There's there's quite a few maimorim here. There's Friday night the of maimer, Shabbos day he said, and then Mitzray Shabbos, that's three, and then Tavshin Malaf So it's four maimorim. But we're doing the first. So Thursday morning, Bei Hashem, seven thirty. We'll finish the end of the Maimre. He, he discusses it all. What does this mean in Aveda? How it's expressed in Torah? What it means in Aveda? What does it mean Hashem squanders the treasures to fight the war? What does this mean? What does it mean he endangers his life? What does it mean he's squandering the treasures? What's the Aveda of today before Mashiach? That's the, the bringing it all together, Lemaisa. Isaiah Hashem will do that in the next year. Thank you, everybody, for coming. A lot of atzlocha. You're You got the union? Huh? Next yeah. argument. I have to more alignment. Next argument, huh? You have to know how to argue. Machloikas shi l'shem shemayim, soifal sky. That's the word. Machloikas channel l'shem shemayim, ain't soifal l'skayim. Machloikas, it says in Chesitism, Machloikas shi l'shem shemayim, both opinions in there. If it's not L'Shem Shemayim, I need to beat you. I need to, get, I need to defeat you. Because I'm looking for victory, not for truth. If you're looking for victory, then you have to lose for me to win. If I'm looking for truth, then we both win. The truth wins. And, and, and your opinion also remains. Because cause you were also looking for truth. Hatslachadab, slokah, have a beautiful week, Hatslacha with everything. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at ww.theyeshiva.net slash donate.